Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Senator John Fetterman and I have no political connection point. He is progressive. He always has been. I don't believe he pushes any policy of value. He has never once held a job, in my view. He is an abuser of the system and has no problem via policy abusing others. I would say that of Senator Fetterman anywhere at any time, including nose to nose. Unapologetically, I would say it, and I can back it up. I don't say things that I can't back up. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. And in the same exact breath, I can clearly say that Senator John Fetterman has been abused by his family, by the Democratic Party in Pennsylvania, and across the country. And not a single person close to him has given a good holy damn about that man's health or his future. They lied and they pushed to win a seat, to gain power, unworried about the man that they're destroying. John Fetterman checked himself into a hospital for treatment for clinical depression. John Fetterman, of course, had a stroke as he was running for Senate. The stroke clearly changed his ability to comprehend, changed his ability to understand. We were told these were all auditory processing issues, and if he can read the question, he's just fine. Well, it didn't help when he was trying to give uh, speeches, engaged in debate, and he could not, could not formulate rational, cogent sentences. And what did we say? Not just me, us. This guy's not okay. John Fetterman isn't well. John Fetterman is not healthy. Would someone please give a damn about John Fetterman? In my view, it wasn't his wife, whose name I believe is Giselle. Some people, she she tweeted out, thank you so much for caring about me uh, or, or my husband and, and our family. And they're, oh, they're sending out hearts. Oh, it's so beautiful. Where were you to care about your husband when he had a stroke and you put him back out on the campaign trail? He couldn't understand the questions being asked to him. You put him back out on the campaign trail. What else was he have pro- having problems with? What other cognition issues did you not tell us? Because we all said it. We said this guy is not okay. And as a matter of fact, an NBC reporter stated, we interviewed, we spoke with him before the interview, and it's clear that Mr. Fetterman could not answer our questions. What was wrong with that? What was wrong with noticing that? He couldn't answer the questions. We all saw it. An NBC reporter finally said something about it. And the next thing you know, everybody's 
circling the wagons. Oh, my gosh. That's so disgusting to say to him. You're attacking a man who had a stroke. No, we're noticing what the stroke has done to the man. Why don't you care? You're just an ableist. Oh, my gosh. What the hell's an ableist? Well, you're you're saying that he's not able. You're, you're, you're condemning him because of a disability. Wait, are you admitting that he has a disability? Oh, no. As a matter of fact, I'm here I am. I'm Kara Swisher. I'm with, with the New York Times. and oh, I, I did an interview with him, and, and, and everything's totally fine. As a matter of fact, we should really take a look at that reporter. Aspect of this, sure. though. When an NBC reporter interviewed Lieutenant yes, Governor yes, yeah. Fetterman, before the election, mm-hmm. the reporter, a woman, said that she that he had mm-hmm. trouble understanding when they were having small talk before yep. the interview. Yes. And you posted this. Sorry to say, but I talked to John Fetterman for over an hour without stop or any aids, and this is just nonsense. Maybe this reporter is just bad at small talk. Why go there? I don't know. I was irritated by that because I think she didn't she's not a doctor. I had a stroke. Okay, and I had the exact same thing. I had a hard time with small talk. I was cognitively fine. And a lot of times you would say, oh, there's something wrong with you because you can't get words out. Well, maybe he had a bad day. Maybe he didn't want to talk to you. I don't know what but, it But is. it was her experience, one, Absolutely. and two, afterwards, yes. between that and he the had speech. He had a bad debate. He had a terrible debate. And a- all she was trying to answer was the question everybody had, which is, how is he? Uh, but... That doesn't tell you how he is. I, I, I understand why, and maybe I'm more emotional about it than most people, but I experienced that, and everyone was, when I was, when, it, when I had an hour-long interview with him, and he answered every question just fine. No, he didn't. I think you're lying. And I think we knew you were lying, and now we know that you were probably lying. You were there to defend the guy who uh, worked for the political party that you were desperate to put in power no matter what. She's a bad reporter? She's not a doctor? She commented on what she saw. She's not a doctor? What is it like to have your ideology run your whole life? I have never understood why Kara Swisher has so much power. But she here is representative of an entire group of people who wouldn't let you notice the obvious. And the obvious is John Fetterman wasn't well. And John Fetterman wasn't okay. And that at the State of the Union, it turns out that John Fetterman couldn't understand what Joe Biden was saying. Now, some people commented, hey, that's kind of normal. Nobody can understand what Joe Biden's saying. Ha <laughs> ha, very funny. And not in this case. He can't hear the words. When he hears words, we're told, it's like a Charlie Brown teacher. Wah, wah, wah. Wah, 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 wah. You try and go through your day like that. Don't tell me about his politics. You go through a day like that, then a week like that, then a month like that, then months like that. You may start having a problem too. And if anybody gave a damn about him, they wouldn't put him in a place where he would day after day after day have to constantly be trying to understand, smiling his way through it, not sure which end is up. You had an entire marketplace of people defending him, not from people who were screaming at him, but people who were concerned about what was happening to him. Because what they wanted 
was the seat. They wanted the seat more than anything. So there he is, now a senator. He can't understand the State of the Union. A couple days later, he's at a retreat for Democrats, and he's lightheaded. He's lightheaded. His staff has to come get him. By the way, there was a bit of strange reporting because the way I read the story, uh, he walked away from the retreat. And I want to know if when they grab John Fetterman, Senator Fetterman, do they grab him on the side of the road? I just want to know the answer to the question. I'm not making an accusation. It's just the way I read the story. I'm curious. And he goes into a hospital for a couple of days because he's lightheaded. And then a week later, he's checking himself into a hospital to be treated for clinical depression. His family did this to him. The Democratic Party of Pennsylvania did this to him. His staff did this to him. The Democratic Party across the country did this to him. They did this to him. We watched. We knew it wasn't right. We said something. They told us we were terrible, awful, bigoted people for noticing. And now they want to tell us that this is all normal. Rolling Stone, John Fetterman joins John McCain, Donald Trump, Patrick Leahy, and countless other politicians who have sought treatment at a hospital. Do you think that's the story? He's just like everybody else? My gosh, why won't they care about this guy? This was uh, the Today Show on uh, NBC. Hoda, good morning to you. And a senior aide tells NBC News that what the senator is dealing with now is much different than the aftermath of his stroke from last spring and that he will likely remain in inpatient care for a few weeks. Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman taking a temporary step back this morning after revealing a struggle familiar to millions of Americans. The lawmaker still recovering from a stroke checked himself into a hospital after being diagnosed with clinical depression. Fetterman's office revealing that he met with the Capitol physician on Monday who suggested he seek care at Walter Reed. His chief of staff saying, quote, while John has experienced depression off and on throughout his life, it only became severe in recent weeks. Experts say depression in the wake of a stroke is very common. It is the most uh, important and most frequent psychiatric complication from stroke. Many, many patients will experience depression. Fetterman's announcement comes a week after being hospitalized for lightheadedness. So this happens. You knew this was a standard that this happens. This is prevalent among stroke patients and you still pushed him. I'm sorry, how are you not outraged by what you're hearing? How do you not find it disgusting? And you realize they're still trying to tell you that this is all normal. Reminding you that Senator Ben Ray Lujan was out for a few weeks uh, following a, a stroke. Uh, that He is the senator from New Mexico. Chris Van Hollen out of Maryland. Before that, Senator Tim Johnson in 2007 was out for eight months. Senator Mark Kirk was out for a year. You will note they were all senators. They were all still in the job. Or at least they had the job. 
And there's a conversation about whether or not they should have had the job or whether they should have resigned. I remember that was the case in Lujan's uh, case in, in New Mexico. This wasn't the ability to step back while you're in the, in the Senate. This is the conversation about why you ran him to begin with. And we're not talking about stroke here. We're talking about checking yourself in for depression because possibly what the stroke has done. And you've had no time to actually heal. Look at the aggressiveness by which they try to defend. They're not defending him. They don't care about him. They're defending themselves. Well, it's not like we did this to him. No, no, no. Look at all these other people. All these things are normal. Oh, this is totally rational. No one gave a damn about him. Not his wife, who I assume that we will see... um, Fetterman resign and his wife get appointed by the governor because that's I believe how it will work in the state of Pennsylvania and to that Democratic Party congratulations you 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 pushed on on Western Pennsylvania uh Fetterman was seen as a guy who was more uh sympathetic to them and Oz was too uh East Coasty out of touch. And you won. You were totally willing to ride a guy who wasn't aware of what was happening around him. You didn't care about his mental state. You didn't care about his physical state. You don't care about his health at all. You don't care about him, you and his wife and the family. I can't say about his kids. I mean, they might be too young to be able to do anything about it. There's a place in hell for all of you. This is the ugliest scene. The ugliest scene. And if your desperation for power is so great that you're willing to sacrifice a man's health and life, you're not worthy of the power. All the best to Senator Fetterman. And um, I hope he finds in his life, sooner rather than later, some people who actually love him. I'm Tony Katz. My kids reminded me that this weekend is President's Day and they've got Monday off. And I'm like, what? Wait, do I have Monday off? I don't know how that works. The problem is it's President's Day. And I am not I am not celebrating President's Day. Lincoln's birthday, Washington's birthday, you got it. I am not celebrating the birthday of Woodrow Wilson or Barack Obama. I'm not doing it. I don't celebrate progressives' birthdays. No. Also, we don't celebrate Madison's birthday. We don't celebrate James Madison's birthday. I mean, how do you think the Constitution got there? I I think maybe the fourth president deserves just just a wee bit of love. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Just me? Am I the only one taking up this very serious issue? 833-468-8669-833. Got Tony. Um, This is terrific. This is terrific. Uh, This woman who, I I think she's a woman. I'm not a a biologist. Uh, She's testifying in opposition of something called SB 180. Now, I'm not sure 
where what state this is happening and i had to look it up oh it's in kansas equality kansas is the group that she's part of and sb180 is referred to as 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 is reported by the daily caller as a woman's bill of rights and the legislation provides a concrete meaning of biological sex A female is an individual whose biological reproductive system is developed to produce ova, and a male is an individual whose biological reproductive system is developed developed to fertilize the ova of a female. Well, that is very, very specific, and also super sexy. Ain't that right? Oh, if I only had hit the sounder at the right time, everything would have been better. So this woman... Is, is opposed to this legislation. And here is her commentary. SB 180 talks about how there's differences in biological sexes between men and women and how men are stronger and taller. I find that incredibly offensive. I find that like, sorry. Um, she's clearly emotional. She, she, she's clearly nervous. I can appreciate that. If you're not somebody used to public speaking and you're there in front of a, uh, anybody in front of a microphone, it, it changes you. I always try to be respectful of that. You find it offensive that men are stronger and taller than women? No one cares. Men in the main are stronger than t- and taller than women. Not always. In the main. That is true. These are facts. Don't like it? Again, want to be clear, don't care. Don't care if you're angry, don't care if you cry, don't care what you scream. It's just true. So why shouldn't we have a conversation about the truth? And isn't that exactly what you're opposed to? You're opposed to the idea that we have a conversation about the truth. That's what you oppose. You oppose this with talking about Leah Thomas, the swimmer, who is a man competing against women. Uh, and there's a whole bunch of stories about Leah Thomas and some other uh, social media accounts. I haven't been able to to like get proof of this, but I've read some stories and wow, it's a lot. But Leah Thomas is a man and couldn't cut it as a male swimmer decide to be a female swimmer. You think Leah Thomas deserves awards? You, you, you nominate her to be, what is it, female athlete of the year? Leah Thomas isn't a woman. Leah Thomas can call himself Leah Thomas. Leah Thomas can dress any way Leah Thomas chooses. But Leah Thomas should not be allowed to compete against women because Leah Thomas is a man and is taller and stronger. See how that works? Nothing I said is offensive. Everything I said is fact-based. Fact-based. But what they oppose is you engaging a conversation that is fact-based because that might lead people to realize, well, yeah, that's true. Men are stronger. I mean, physically stronger. Mentally, uh, no, not always. Usually not. But, 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 But physically, yes. Lord forbid you have an honest conversation, a truthful conversation. My advice to you, have an honest conversation and a truthful conversation. Speaking of Kamala Harris, here's the truth. That's up next. This is Tony Katz today.
president, of course, has reached out to China saying he expects to talk to President Xi. They have said today that it was accidental, that we're overreacting, uh, that there can't be this kind of dialogue given our reaction or there shouldn't be this kind of dialogue. We will maintain the perspective that we have in terms of what should be the relationship between China and the United States. Uh, that is not going to change, but surely and certainly that balloon was not helpful, which is why we shot it down. It is impossible to think that Kamala Harris could ever be the commander in chief. And I make the argument that some of the things Biden has done regarding the classified documents and the possibility of Lord only knows who saw them is so egregious that he has to go. I am stuck in the hellscape of the possibility that I can't allow Biden to get away with it, but I can have this. <laughs> leading the country. Oh, this is why I drink bourbon, guys. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833-468-8669, got Tony. I, you need to hear it again, just how insane the word salad is. Uh, that there can't be this kind of dialogue, given our reaction, or there shouldn't be this kind of dialogue. We will maintain the perspective that we have in terms of what should be the relationship between China and the United States. What does that mean? Oh, it is, I, I, I swear to you, none of this is histrionics. It is just absolute frustration and just exasperated by the, the sheer totality of the ignorance of this woman, that this is how she talks time and again and again and again. We are treated to this insanity from Kamala Harris that somehow she's offering up logic. Today, America has more than half a million miles of transmission lines, enough to wrap around the globe 24 times. These lines connect the power plants where electricity is created to homes and businesses and schools and hospitals across our nation. Think about it. Every time you turn on a light or charge your laptop or plug in your air conditioner or put leftovers in the fridge, you rely on the power delivered by our nation's network of transmission lines. That, um, <sighs> hey everybody, I'm Kamala Harris, and I think you're a blanking child. No, wait, that's that's not it. Hey everybody, I'm Kamala Harris, and I never study, so this is the way I speak to people. Ain't it super cool, Nito? I mean, it's just. It's just obscene. And if you think you heard it all, oh, no, no, no. See, I usually do this about Joe Biden. Like, I try to end the week with the insanity Joe Biden said. But Kamala wins, guys. Kamala wins. And this one's the best. No exhaust. No diesel smell. Wait a second. I should set this up. I should set. I'm doing a terrible job. I'm just so excited. Hold on. Breathe, cats. 
Uh, Kamala Harris is talking about electric school buses, gushing, as is described, over electric school buses. And and, I, and I'm telling you, it's not just electric buses in general. Here, Are you breathing? Are you, are, are you sitting down? Hands on 10 and 2, or is it 9 and 3, whatever it is? Okay, here we go. No exhaust, no diesel smell. The bus has Wi-Fi and even USB outlets next to every seat. I mean, come on, imagine. You can charge your phone on your way home from work. That's good stuff. <laughs> and then she starts laughing. <sighs> oh, dear Lord. Dear Lord. That's just... That's just too much. It's too much to take that she thinks this connects with people. That's good stuff. Oh, you better you better believe you're gonna be hearing a lot of that <laughs> in, the, in the future. This is why, this is exactly why I have said to you that the State of the Union was an absolute shift for the Democrats, where they have now gone through the five stages of grief and have come to acceptance. They accept that Joe Biden has to be their nominee. This was uh, the pseudo-intellectual Morning Joe just this morning on this topic after Joe Biden of course gets his physical and he's totally fit for office All right, he's got some arthritis and this and that whatever. but he's fit and he's vigorous and he's good to go that's what his doctor said to be beaten by him correct yeah Reagan was just shy of his 70th birthday Joe uh, when he was sworn in and you made a good point there about Biden we have certainly know his age is going to be an issue and it's going to be on the Republican side too we heard from Nikki Haley Sarah Huckabee Sanders in recent days two prominent Republicans talking about it's time for a new generation uh, but there are Democrats who say look President Biden is yes he's he's 80 years old he's going to be 82 years old come election day but look at the record and I'd add to the list you just gave he's going to poll next week because he is he is the focal point his leadership american leadership on the world stage has held this alliance together and supported ukraine in its war against russia and that's an area where he has received bipartisan robust bipartisan praise for what he's done lindsey graham just yesterday saying this is like a signature accomplishment for this president he deserves credit here the way he's held the alliance together so because this is age or not this is something that this president and his team can point to his record they're confident of it and they also believe that his age was litigated the last time around he was not a young man in 2020 and american voters still chose and that would not have happened just a couple months ago certainly not before the midterm elections this is all the proof you need that they are going to go with joe biden they have taken Van Jones's commentary to heart. They 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 uh, keep doubting him, and he keeps winning. Now he doesn't really win, but he doesn't lose. I think I think that's where it's more at. 
Because what can you argue that's one? Well, look at the accomplishments. Look at the, the, the legislation he's gotten through. Not so much a win. And America doesn't see it so much as a win. The party may see it as a win. That's a different conversation altogether. The economy is still in shambles. You still have the Chinese that are, are, are playing uh, in, in our skies. You've got a, a president who doesn't show up when there's a disaster in Ohio. We, we see things. So it, it's, it's the, the concept of win is, is a partisan one, maybe for your partisan media, but doesn't play on Midwest Main Street for a second. But he's the best they've got. Pete Buttigieg doesn't register. Kamala Harris, you just heard it. You are not voting for that. You are not voting. Democrats are not voting for this. No exhaust. No diesel smell. The bus has Wi-Fi. And even USB outlets next to every seat. I mean, come on, imagine. You can charge your phone on your way home from work. That's good stuff. Imagine doing the thing you've already been doing for years. You've already figured out how to charge your phone. She's so disconnected. Yeah, no one's voting for her. No one's voting for this. Nobody wants it at all. So this is just the moment where you got to realize they really are going to run Joe Biden. Now, do I reserve the right to be wrong? I always reserve the right to be wrong. It's possible that I'm wrong. A lot of things can happen. But that commentary over there at Morning Joe on MSNBC, what you heard after the State of the Union, it's acceptance. They don't have a vice president that they can run. Anybody looking at Pete Buttigieg is going to get laughed out of the room because he is an incapable child Joe Biden's their guy. Joe Biden is their guy because they don't have an option, which brings another problem. They also don't have a bench. Has anybody anybody noticed this? When I say that, that Buttigieg isn't their guy, I don't think Buttigieg can be their guy. I don't think that the poor showing as transportation secretary is ever going to be removed. Kamala Harris is clearly never going to be the person. Where's the bench? This is what I'm curious about seeing in the coming months. Who will position themselves as somebody who can be ready? And yes, if you're going to create a a character, if you will, you you have to... Well, get started. You have to build it into the psyche so when the moment comes that they run, people are like, oh, yeah, they were always like this or always this person or always had this skill set, whatever the case may be. So I'm curious to see how that plays out. Members of Congress, governors, some mayor somewhere, someone totally out of the blue, a la what happened with, with Barack Obama. One speech, boom, done. Finished, over, complete. Very curious to see what the Democrats do. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today. So allow me to venture into the world that's guaranteed to possibly get me fired. What am I supposed to do? Not discuss the thing right in front of me? That's that's impossible. Tony Katz, 
Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Find everything. TonyKatz.Locals.com. There's a story over at the New York Post about Lauren Pacheco. I don't know who Lauren Pacheco is. Until this story, I had no idea who Lauren Pacheco is. Lauren Pacheco is a golf influencer. So if you go to Instagram, which I'm going to right now, and you can follow me at Tony Katz and, of course, uh, Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast. You should do both of those. Lauren Pacheco, and, and there she is. There's Lauren Pacheco with 147,000 followers. And she is what I believe we would describe as a busty blonde. Now, I don't know if you're allowed to say that in today's America anymore, but that's who she is. I'm not saying that's all she is. I'm not saying there isn't a hundred other interesting things about her or intellectual qualities. I don't know the woman, but she is indeed a busty blonde. She makes a living in brand partnerships as a content creator. She went to Los Angeles, moved to Los Angeles to be an actress. And uh, then she got sick. She got sick while she was in LA and she couldn't go to audition. She was in her apartment a lot of the time. A lot of stomach issues, she says, and an autoimmune disease. And so, basically, she didn't have that route where she couldn't go on uh, auditions. And uh, being locked in her home, this this came to be. And she started building herself out as an influencer. Really big fan of golf, I guess. The influencer world is kind of nutty. Because there are a great number of really attractive women who are called influencers. And I can't tell you if they influence anything, they have a following because they're really attractive women. Is this what we, is this just an excuse for us? Oh no, I follow her because she's an influencer. It's not porn. I'm not making that argument. But there's only one reason why she's an influencer and it has nothing to do with golf. And I don't hold it against her. That's not my point. I just want to put an end to the idea that somehow these people actually influence I see this in the cigar industry all the time. I am not making the argument that these women can't talk cigars or know about cigars, give good advice about cigars better than I can. Many, many can. What I'm saying is if the photo is of you with the cigar, but the cigar is planted directly next to your plunging cleavage, that's not about the cigar at that moment. I want to know if there's ever a desire to bring about that honesty, or is it, nah, it's cute. (laughs) Which Which is a way of saying, nah, she's hot. And let me say it again, I don't know Lauren Pacheco at all. I don't, not a thing against her. Go make your money. Go make your money. But she's not actually influencing people to start golfing, is she? You look at her. It's not influencing golf. Show me the data. Show me the data that shows that she or anybody else leads to more people golfing. Now, if she had a brand deal, could it lead to more sales of that brand? It's certainly possible. And I would hope so for her and the brand. In the same way, I don't know if it's true, if, if the influencers in the world of cigars lead to more sales. Now, I say this as somebody 
who has certain deals with certain groups about uh, in the world of cigars. Do I lead to more sales? I believe that people would state that I, when talking about a cigar, would equate to more sales or do equate to more sales. I certainly, when talking about a cigar lounge, bring more people to that location. I would at least be, be a more, a more believable, believable source. source. Now, now that, that gets, gets into, into a sexism, sexism conversation. So the so woman, woman can't can be, be the believable source. source. No, no, absolutely can. can. But, but I don't, I don't think, think when you see the pictures, pictures of Lauren Pacheco, Pacheco you're, you're saying, saying to, to yourself, yourself man, man, she's, she's believable. believable. Oh, oh, so, so she's, she's dressed in, 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 a, in a sexy way, way that you can't do. That's a problem. That's where it gets kind of fascinating. Because, because what I'm stating, stating is, the only, the only reason, reason she's a popular, popular influencer is because, because she's attractive. attractive. And when, and you're, when unattractive, you're unattractive, the only, the only way, way you become, become a popular, popular influencer, influencer is, if is if you offer a real, a real understanding, understanding that, that other people, people don't about a product, product or service. service. Now, now, I don't know if you yelled at for this, but it's just, the whole influencer conversation blows my mind. I like, like we're, we're, we're trying, trying to like dance, dance around, around the subject. The subject. Do, I do I think she, she knows, knows about golf? golf? More, More than, than I, I do, 100%. 100%. 100%. And she, and was, she was the story, story here. here. I mean, I, I, have, I nothing have nothing against, against her. her. And as, and as, as I, said, I said, go make, go make money. money. No, no one, one is stopping, stopping you. you. This, this is, is a business. You're putting a business to it. No problem whatsoever. Zero. Don't confuse the issues. It's just what we call influencers. They're not really influencing anyone, are they? Are they? Are they? You tell me. I'm Tony, I'm Tony Katz. Katz.